Good morning, everybody. I just wanted to just a comment. Thank you guys for joining in with this podcast series. I know this is just, it's, it's, we're going to begin. This is my first time actually doing this on video cam and at the same time doing this at the podcast. But before we even get into guys today, I just want you to guys to just, if you're watching this right now on the video right now, on YouTube right now, I want you to press that like button and just share this so that a lot of people can see it so that the gospel of the kingdom and this good news that we're sharing here on this platform and then even on Anchor as well, a lot of people can see it and everyone could come to know who Jesus Christ is because that's the really the important thing. So I hope this whole podcast, this whole series is to make Jesus famous. Just like what John the Baptist said in the book of John, he said, let Jesus increase while I decrease. And that's my whole motive of doing this as well, guys. So thank you guys for joining me today. Um, as I said before, smack, uh, smack the like button and share with a lot of people so that other people can see it as well. So we can continue to just keep doing these encouraging, uplifting contents. Praise God. And so today we're going to go, and if you have your Bibles, I would love you to turn your Bibles today. Uh, we're about to turn to John. No, actually not John. Uh, hold on, let me see it. Uh, where is it? Luke. Hold on. Mm. One second. Luke chapter eight. Uh, hold on. Okay, okay, we're getting the guns. Yes, so Luke chapter eight. Verse 26 to 39. If you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 26, verse 29. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. Oh, all right, so <laughs> this is simple. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 to 29. All right, we're going to read from the English Standard Version. So if you have another version, that's all right. But we're just going to read from the English Standard Version. So this is what it says. Um, we're going to read it together. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite of Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had been. For a long time he had worn no clothes and had not lived in house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What, do, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. We are for he had already commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times, for or sorry, for many a time it had seized him, and he was kept on the guard and bound with chains and shepherds, but he would release the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him, and they begged him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. 
Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to enter them. And sorry, nay, and they begged him to enter, to begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the manor, entered into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned it. Verse 34. When the herdmen saw which had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man whom the demon had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So we got into a boarding and turned. And a man from the and man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus has done for you. So would you just take this time? Let's pray to God right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father. There's so much that we can thank you for, but we thank you, Lord. Your word and how you, how inspiring and how intelligent you are. And to just using one man, Lord, one man from the city of the Gerasenes, from the countryside of the Gerasenes, and using him as an instrument of your glory to share the message of how much Jesus has done for him. Thank you, Lord. May, may that be our testimony that we may share the gospel and the good news to everyone, that we may be partakers of your glory, that we may, even though we who are sinful, oh God, we who are unrighteous, we who are, we are, we are, uh, we, we don't even deserve the title but you died on the cross. You shed your blood on Calvary's cross for us so that we can be united with you and the Father. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, oh God, give us meaning, give us full understanding of your word. Teach us to grow in our understanding, to know more about you, to be decisive of what we are to do and who we are to serve and what we should put aside and to enlarge our faith more and more as we get in deeper into your word. Have your way, O oh Lord, in this time. We thank you, Lord God. And we pray this in the matchless name and the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. There's so much to unpack in this verse, and I hope that you guys have seen there's so much that we can unpack. First of all, we're going to go to verse 26. So I know this is, I think this is to many Christians, a familiar story about the demon-possessed man. Now, this instance happened if you go back a few verses, happened after Jesus calmed the Red Sea. This whole instance, this whole miracle happened. And the very interesting thing about this, this event is that the people who, who they didn't really witness it, but the people who heard about it, who, who, who were, it, is, it seems that when Jesus enters a certain city or a certain country, a certain district, a certain region, that people will have good intentions about him, or people will have this uh, a happy or delightful uh, anticipation 
for his arrival and what he will do and what he's going to accomplish in that region or in that city or in that district or in that territory. But not so much in this territory. It is not so much as the same as how he would have the the the, the type of reaction or the type of um of not not rejoice rejoicing anticipation or even accompany arrival in this instance. For Jesus now has left Galilee and he has left Galilee and he went through the Sea of Galilee, which is known to the Gospels as also being called the Lake of Gennesaret, as some gospel writer might point out. But the interesting thing about this passage of scripture is the man in whom had been delivered, whom the Bible gives no name whatsoever, but he calls him the demon-possessed man the man with the demon. Some have argued that the man's name might have been Legion, but that is not what the scripture says because we know through the gospels that the Bible doesn't really give his name counsel. In actuality, if you look in through the synoptical gospels, you look into Matthew, Mark, you would see that they show it that there were actually two people instead of one. It's only in Luke gospel that showed it that it was actually one man that had his instances. But regardless of if it was two or it was one, the story is still currently the same. And the issue is still the same. And if if, if we go back and dive into the verse, which, which we will, I want you to pay attention basically to how this story went. You know, sometimes when I when I read the Bible, I mean, like we always hear about these Bible stories, even when we're growing up as kids and youngsters, we always hear about it and we always mainly focus on Jesus, which is a great thing. That's a great thing. But we need but but when I go back to those stories, when I spend a little bit more time digging in deeper into those stories that which we once heard when we were children and we heard in Sunday school classes. I always see that there's something much more deeper. There's something much more hidden. There's like hidden nuggets, hidden principles in these verses, in these stories. Even though it's not a parable, it actually happened, but there's some golden nuggets in these stories, in these events that can change us for a lifetime. So right now, if you still have your Bibles out with you, which I hope you still have, we're going to go back to Luke chapter 8, verse 26. We're going to dig in deeply to see how this event actually occurred, uh, occurred and see how life-changing this can be in our life and how we could apply this into our life and into our daily uh, life. So if you look back at Luke chapter 8, verse 26 again, you, you see this. It says that they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes. Now, I actually did some research on this and I actually found out that at first, I thought it was probably a Gentile-type nation, but in actuality, the people who live in this territory are actually Hellenistic Jews. But that's just, just to put down Salah for a minute. Let's, let's return back to the verse. It says, Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which was opposite of Galilee. When Jesus stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had a demon. I want to pause right here. I want to pause right here. This is something that is very, very interesting. 
let's pay, pay attention to this DJ right here. So we don't know at the time that this occurred, could have been the morning, could have been the afternoon, could have been the evening, who knows. But very interesting is you look in verse 27, when Jesus had stepped out on land, immediately the encounter happened. Immediately, immediately the encounter happened. Met him a man from the city who had a demon. Well, the, the thing that's interesting to me the most is that we're gonna we don't know how this whole plays out, but it's very interesting. We, we now we don't really know how this time now the scripture says that it was it, it says there met him a man from the city who had a demon. The demon, the the, the possessed man, met Jesus. As soon as Jesus steps out the boat, ah, but let's just think about it. Let's just let's just contemplate on this for a minute. No, no, no public ministry has occurred here in the, uh, the country of the Gerasenes. Just the presence of Jesus alone, whoo! <laughs> just the presence. I want you to listen to this. Just the presence of Jesus alone will make every demon quiver with fear. Let me say this again. Just the presence of Jesus alone will make any demon quiver with fear. I want you to look at that verse 27 one more time. Look at that verse. I'm going to read it again. When Jesus has stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had a demon. As soon as Jesus went on land, stepped himself on land, the demon came. Wow. The demon came. The, not the demon. The demon possessed man rather came. Now, I want you to also look at the following verse and see how that man responds to him. Let's look at it. For a long, now, now verse, now we're going we're gonna to skip, uh, we're going to skip that following uh, verse 27b, but we're going to look at 28, 28, look at 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? The thing about this is very interesting is that I wanna, we're gonna, we're gonna go back a few scriptures, few scriptures before. We're gonna, we're gonna get back to the reason why um, the instance of the fact that this demon possessed man, right? He called him son of the most high God. The interesting thing about that, which we're gonna go, we're gonna come back in a few minutes, is that Jesus did not rebuke him. Actually, he did rebuke him. He's uh, if you look back, he said, "We had commanded the young people to come out of the man." 
But he didn't rebuke him because he called him son of the most high God. Son of the most high God. If you look at Jesus' earlier ministry, he silenced, though I'll say that if you go, I think it's um, a, few, a few verses in scripture, chapters before, previous verses, in the early ministry of Jesus, when Jesus began to do his public ministry and was began to heal people, the gospel said that when it came to those who were demon-possessed, when they began to cry out, you are the son of God, the Bible said that he began to silence them because he did not want them to know that he did not want it to be revealed at that present time. But it's very interesting to hear that Jesus does not silence the man. Um, he has not silenced the man, which is very interesting, very interesting. And because in the other time, we'll, we'll, we'll back up in scripture a few minutes, Jesus told the people he silenced them because he did not want them to know who he truly was at that point of time. But moving to that, you're gonna hear, you're gonna look, look at the response of the demon possessed man. Verse twenty eight says, "When he saw Jesus and cried out, he fell down before him and said with loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God?'" And the next sentence says, "I beg you, do not torment me. I beg you, do not torment me." This is very powerful. This is very, very powerful. Remember, I told you, I, I mean, let me let me let me let me go back a little bit, right? So Jesus steps out on land, right, and the demon possessed man comes to Jesus. And I said this before. Remember, I said before, the presence of Jesus will make. And will, the presence of Jesus alone will make a demon quiver with great fear. Remember how I said that? The presence of Jesus alone will, will, will create a sense of fear to every demon. Jesus' presence alone is powerful. His presence alone is powerful. The, the thousands, some, some believe there were thousands, millions, who knows how many demons were inside that man. It is at the moment of Jesus' entry in that territory that made that demon start squalling, start, 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 start fear for, uh, of, of, of fear tactic mode. That demon... And, I, and and the thing about this we're, we're gonna look at how we're gonna look at something very interesting. Not just only how he was like, but look at look at twenty eight again. It says he cried out and fell down before him. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and even under the earth. presence of Jesus will create a great sense of fear of every aboding demon. The demons now are a great shock 
They're now in trouble. <laughs> They're now in trouble now. They're now being met and encountered with the one who rules and reigns, who sits on the throne of glory. They're now met by that, that man, the son of God himself is meeting them. Face to face. The man himself. We do not know the mental state of that man, but we know it was dangerous. And what I mean by the mental state of that man is what thoughts were in his mind. I can give, I can guarantee you that that man's thought was racing when Jesus stepped in. When Jesus stepped in, that man's thought was racing. Because only Jesus, whew, only Jesus alone, Jesus, who has the power to save can change that man. And that man is soon to know the power that comes from Jesus and the authority, not just the power. This passage alone simplifies and magnifies this, the greatness and the authority of the Most High God. Just his presence alone I'm just stuck with his presence right now because it is so powerful, so powerful that the demons are now just in total fear. They're in total array right now. What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. Now, why would a demon say that part? The last part. It says, uh, verse 28, I beg you, do not torment me. Very interesting. D to me, this is very interesting because uh, if you look at, uh, there's one verse, Paul's letter in Ephesians, he talked about uh uh, let me see, verse, if you go to Ephesians chapter 6, actually, verse 10 and 18, this is what it says. Be strong in the Lord and power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. As Christians, we are to always remember this verse and keep this verse in mind. That we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But in this scenario, now why did I buy this verse here? Is because now this person does not know that his that his condition is not one of physical matter, but one that must be dealt with with spiritual matter. Sometimes in our life, you know, as a Christian, we um, 
it could be anything, right? When, when we go through certain situations in life, when we go through certain challenges in our life, and we begin to feel like uh, we, we go through life and then there's some certain situations that just happen abruptly or or without uh, causes or without any, um, any, 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 it just comes out of the blue sometimes, right? You know, something that just, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's entangled so strongly that it's making us feel frantic. It's making us feel like it, it's, it's, it's out of the ordinary. Like some situations like that will come in our life, whether we like it or not. But the empowerment of this verse is that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. There are powers. What Paul is basically saying in this verse is that there are powers, spiritual powers, principalities and powers, work, workers of iniquity, workers of darkness, spiritual beings that are against us. If we put our hope in the name of Jesus Christ, we have spiritual powers and entities who work for the devil. And they are in collision to his plans, to his fundamental uh, nature, his very nature. That are causing so much mishap in our world today, causing so much problem, so much evil in our world today. So much. We see it in the news. We see it in uh, politics. We see it in so many areas of life. We see the hand of the devil working so strongly in our generation today, more than ever before. Things that we will think that would never exist have now begun to exist. But should that give us fear? No. We have the we have God, we have a high priest, we have the king of glory on our side. This man will soon realize that the man who is speaking to him is the one that can calm the seas, as the one that could make ways where there is no way. This man is soon to realize that this is the creator of the universe who has stepped down from glory into time to make himself manifest to the world and to become the ultimate sacrificial lamb to die on the cross for our sins, to bring us back whole to the Father and to make us right and equal before God our excellent king and creator. This man is soon to realize that. I just want to bring this to mind. I just love it. I love it that the demons, the forces of evil are bending their knees, are making this man bend his knees to surrender to God. They're, they're, now, they're not doing this for goodly reasons. But you see, when, 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 when situations like that come in our life, 
when we are being faced with probably we're, we're dealing with spiritual warfare, we're dealing with some uh, 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 things that uh, things things and 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 circumstances that are beyond our control. We must look to God. We must look to God. And just as how this verse says, "Be strong in the Lord." Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we don't piggyback this along with the verse. We're gonna piggyback this along with the verse. The scripture also does not tell us about this man's faith. We do not know if his faith or his worship was a result of his demonic possessions. The scripture does not tell us that. It does not tell us that. But one thing it clarifies the most, if we go back, let's, let's, let's go back to the verse again. Go to verse 29. We're going to come back to verse 27 again. Go to verse 29. We, it's going to explain, Luke here gives us the history, a brief history, and how he, how he entwines this at the same time this event is actually occurring so that we can understand that this was not just an instance. This has been a long time. This man has been tackling with this legion spirit for a long time, for a very, very long time. Read verse 29. For he had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For many, for many a time, it had seized him. And he was kept on guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bounds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Into the desert. Into the desert. Wow. This is how serious this thing is. The nature of the man is so uncontrollable that if a person were to bind him hand and foot, the oof. This is listen to this. Listen to this. This is to show you that when things get very spiritual, you can it, this this is this is this is a very interesting verse. I want you to look at this verse again. For it says, For at times it had seized him, for many times it had seized him, and he was kept on the guard and bound with chains and shackles. Let me let me let me let's let's dive into this verse. So it tells us that people had attempted to, 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 to bind this man with chains and shackles. This is where it comes to a point where human efforts, where human efforts cannot achieve certain deliverance. We may think that we, we, we can overcome certain temptations and certain sins in our life by just doing human things or just 
or trying to do things by our own power, by our own nature. Or we could just go through life by our own our discretion. We could just go through life doing the things that we normally would do to get out of situations. Sometimes we think that, um, you know, we, we're having a bad day. We could just uh, possibly just, you know, listen to just calm music or just do certain things that will just get us away from that moment. But then sometimes we think that our human effort or maybe our human inclination to rid ourselves from those situations that we go through are enough, are sufficient, that they're benef they better, better, beneficial for us. In reality, we forget that what we bind ourselves to, what we hold on to the most, is without use. And what I mean by without use is this. This is one of the reasons why in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on to your own understanding. See, a lot of times we think that we know what is best in our lives. We think that we can achieve certain goals, certain destinies, certain uh, 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 um, um, tasks in our life through our own perception, through our own abilities, through our own desires, through our own uh, 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 whatever we have in our minds. We think that we can achieve certain things. And you look here in this verse, the people thought that they could achieve to silence this man. But they were wrong. And let me tell you why they were wrong. They thought that, oh, maybe he's just mad. He's just crazy. I, I guarantee you, that's what they might have thought. They must thought that, oh, he's just acting now. Probably if we just silence him, we just blindfold him, we just cover his mouth, and he won't yell, he won't scream out. But look, look at look at the waste of used material that they did on him. They said they kept he was kept on the garden, bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bounds. He would break the bounds and be driven by the demon into the desert. How many of us who live in sin, who, who, who are struggling in sin, who, who go through life through problems and situations, where we think that we could, we, we think that probably contacting our friends or our neighbors or our loved ones or so on and so forth can 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 be beneficial for a, a, a situation that is beyond our own control. We might be going through something that is that 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 we think that we can put we could put a label on this. Sometimes we put we could put a label on something that has not has nothing to do with the situation, has nothing to do with the significance of the situation, has nothing to do with the purpose of the situation. And I mean that I mean that to say is this: sometimes when we go through when we go through life, we always go through situations. And we think that it is for our harm that we go through situations. In actuality, it is for our very good. Because through the trials and tribulations that we occur in our life, 
gives us a more found, it gives us a more firm and more grippier face than we would have if we had not gone through it. Let's just be honest. Let, let's, 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 come on, we have to be honest here, all right? We have to be honest. We have to be honest. We go through life, through situations, we go through so many things in our life, and we feel that, we feel that it is enough to say this. It's enough, it is enough that we could just stop. We could just not continue. We think that it's enough that we could just say, you know what? You know, let, let me let me try to handle it my own way. When God says, lean not on our own understanding. These people right here, look at it here. They thought that their own understanding, their own technique, their own method in healing people like, heal, not healing, in dealing rather with people like this, they thought it was sufficient enough just to silence him. They thought it was su sufficient enough just to quiet him down. But to their own disadvantage, the matter was not a physical one. If they were to lock him in jail, the man himself would have freed himself regardless. You can't put a, a, a chain or a shackle on something that is beyond human control. When something is beyond human control, then it needs the intervention of God himself. Then you need to go and seek God. But you should not have come to this conclusion at the very late point of your of 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 of, of figuring it out. When we go through things in life, the first person that we should call on is Jesus Christ Himself. We need to ask God for wisdom, for understanding. We cannot do anything on our own. How could we, how could we, how could we surrender? The Bible says we should not lean on our own understanding. Trust God. If we think that our own understanding is good, then where is our trust? Where is our heart? And where is our love? Where is our heart? Where is our love? And where is our trust? This verse explains the very nature of what people were trying to do. And it led them into the desert. It led them into the desert. Many of us in our life, even for me as well, I can even testify to this. You know, sometimes in my life where um, I could just be easily just either offended by some situations in my life, or I could just easily be upset or aggravated or angry or just sad. And it would take me some time to realize that I should avoid this as quick as possible because I have given a doorway to the enemy. 
many of us, we forget to realize that when we feed on our feelings, when we feed on our emotions, when we feed on our, uh, our, our own desires that may not be God-driven, which basically are not always God-driven, we can always allow the enemy to have room. We are giving a doorway. We are, it's, it's like, this, this is what we're doing. We are opening little by little, little by little, little by little, a doorway for the enemy to come in. Little by little, we give, we opening the door for the enemy to come in. Now, some of us, we don't even realize that because this is the thing. We, 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 we think that, we think that if we can handle things our way, that things will just go right well and easy when actuality is not. The people thought that if they can handle the issue their way, it's a done deal. But the fact that Jesus steps in means that's a real done deal. Because when we put human efforts and we neglect to see that God himself can do much more than what we can do. When we, when we begin to put label tags on certain things that we go through in life, a certain situation that seems to feed us down or seem to de deteriorate us, when we begin to see things through a narrow gaze of light, because that's how we normally see things. But if we don't ask for wisdom, we don't ask for understanding and knowledge by the Holy Spirit himself, we will begin to see, the thing is, we, will be, we the Holy Spirit will, might reveal to us in time, not the very split second, but through time, through patience, through our every daily task and, 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 and protocols of life, we will begin to see that the situations or the problems or just the everyday life itself was built in that very structure so that we could continue to give thanks and honor and glory to God. But at the same time, reverencing the time, redeeming the time, focusing on him, focusing on him, relying on God, relying on God's care, relying on God to assist, relying on God to do what he can because he can always do it best. The people do not, the, 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 the people of the garrison, they didn't rely on God. You see that? They didn't rely on God. They did not rely on God at all. Not once mentioned in scripture did the people even say, let's pray. Let's bow our knees. Let's, let's, let's ask God. The people, this is what happens when we forget God. When we forget God. When we forget God, things will always tumble. It's just going to be like a stack of dominoes. It will just something like this and everything tumbles down. Without God, there is no structure. Without God, there is no 
foundation. What, what is our foundation if there is no God? Our whole life is in ruins without God. This man's life is ruined because no one even paid, paid no one even showed him the way to even find God. No exorcism was done to the man whatsoever. No prayer, no resolution done by any human being in that territory. And through research, I found out that the people now were not just only Hellenistic Jews, but through research, they were pagan. So it will make sense that they will do such a thing because who is, who, who, even though they are Jews, but the lifestyle that they lived during that time was not 100% on God. We can take a look at the culture today. Look, let's look at our culture today in 2022. How is how is our culture today focusing so much on God? How, how is our culture today reverencing more time on God? It's very little. It's very little. When people die, when people go through illnesses and sicknesses, or even at funerals, that's the only time where God is ever mentioned. The thought of God outside of a funeral, outside of a, 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 a pandemic, or outside of even any, 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 any fearful, classmatic, class uh, topic, uh, how they say, event, that's the only time God is ever mentioned. But after that, no, no. And sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. But just like the people here, right? Just like the people, human intelligence cannot solve a divine problem. Let me say that again. Human intelligence cannot solve a divine, a, not even a divine, a spiritual problem. No human intelligence can solve a, a, a spiritual problem. You look at it in this verse. Human intelligence has failed miserably miserably failed in this verse. Failed. Failed, failed, failed. Human intelligence has failed. When will we realize that our own efforts in life, if not, if not, if not, if not planted, if not, if not suited in God's Holy will is 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 useless, is vanity, is foolishness. The Bible says that the Lord does not build a house, we labor in vain. If the Lord is not the architect of a house, what guarantees that that foundation of that house will surely stand? What guarantees? 
if a family, if a community, or even a simple home does not share the love of Jesus Christ with each other, that that family will still stand, stay strong. What guarantees you if a school, just a simple school community, does not value the essence of prayer that a normal, a normal young kid or even an unnormal person will come to school and begin to fire arms and shoot at, 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 at dozens of kids and teachers and, and so on and so forth. When we remove, when we remove the essence of God, when we remove the person, the deity himself, things will always mess up. And this man's life is a testimony of what happens when human beings think that their intelligence is greater than God's intelligence. This verse is just to tell us that. When we think that we can solve things, we can handle things, that we can do things in our own means, it falls. Now, not to say that we can't solve situations by ourselves, It's not to say that we can't do things on our own. Yes, we can do certain things on our own, certain things we can handle on our own, right? But when it comes to a moment like this, like how this man is handling his situation here, the people thought it was just easy just to tie him up. But that wasn't the case. Because you can't deal with a problem you can't deal with an issue that is of spiritual importance. And this issue is very important. Spiritual is important. Because this man is yet to be set free. And I believe that if you're listening to me right now, listen to me on my podcast right now, that God wants you to know today that he can still set you free. And this is not just a message to you, this is a message to me as myself, that God can still set you free. You can be set free. You can be set free in Jesus' name. It's not just believing it only. You have to mean it with your heart, in spirit and in truth. You have to understand that this is very very, very important. God wants us to focus on him. Not on the things of this world. Because the things of this world can deteriorate us for being close to his will. Because God wants us to succeed. At the end of the day, God wants us to succeed. God wants us to make his name known to the ends of the earth. God wants us to see us grow and be prosperous. But at the same time, how is our faith growing? Are we really trusting in God? Are we really putting our 100% dependence on him? Because that all makes the difference. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Look at that verse. 
In all your ways, acknowledge God. What does it mean to acknowledge him? When you acknowledge someone, you do what they say. Regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the situation. In all your ways, acknowledge him because he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. If you do not put your faith and your trust and your obedience to God, your path will never be straight. Crooked is the path for those who do not rely totally on God. Crooked is a path for those who think that their wisdom, their intellect, their intelligence is far more superior than having, than wholly trusting in Jesus alone. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. We receive our salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It is not by our own works. It's not by our own intelligence. I want you to understand this very carefully. We received our salvation. We received our our means to, 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 to God's family, not by our works. For if our works were necessary, then 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 it was foolish for then it was foolish for Jesus died on the cross. It made no sense for him to die on the cross. Because if our good efforts, if our good deeds, if our good, if our mechanism of achieving the kingdom of God was through our works, then what was the purpose of for, for Jesus dying on the cross? Bible says, "Without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness. How would we be forgiven? By our own human achievements, we have failed, and that is why we need a savior. And Jesus is that savior, and He is saving this man right now. You're going to look at the passage right now. He is saving this man right now. He is still your savior. He wants to deliver you." He wants to set you free. He wants to close those doors that have been open to demonic influence, to demonic possessions. And if you put your hope and your trust in Jesus today, if you put your hope in him today, and you believe on the Lord Jesus with your whole heart, with your whole mind, your whole soul, your whole spirit. Believe on him. He's the only one that can ever truly love you more than you loving yourself. This man has not, this man has yet to know that this, this son of God standing before him loves him more than he loves himself. I want you to even tell me, just explain to me, how, how much does this man think about himself right now? How much love does this man feel about himself? If he could, if he could, if he could characterize himself in a, in a scale from one to 10, how would you think that he would truly love himself right now? 
his current condition right now will totally give him depression. His total situation right now will, will obviously make him shoot with fear and terror. But little does he know that this is the day of his deliverance. And my friends, if you're listening to me right now, I pray that today will be your day of deliverance from whatever attacks of the enemy or whatever oppression or whatever thing has been holding you back. Through this podcast and through this series that we're going to be going through, I pray that God will heal you and that he will speak to your hearts and that you will open your ears to hear from him more and more. As you begin to search more of the scriptures, I really get, as you begin to search more of the scriptures, to see more of the power and the authority that is shown through Jesus Christ and how he has changed a lot of people. Because the same God that's changed a lot of people can still change you and me to this day. Let us not forget that this God, he is still in charge. He's still in control. What a mighty God we serve. Verse 30 says that, right? We are legion for many demons answered him, and they begged him not to command him to depart into the abyss. That is their home. Their home is in the abyss. Now, a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter, enter these. So he gave them permission. Watch this now. We're going to skip to 32. Skip to 33. It says, Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down into the steep bank, into the lake, and drowned. So the demons used them as. Um, the demons used, went into the pigs and the pigs, they drowned. Now, remember, I told you from the beginning that the presence of Jesus alone will make the enemy, will make the demons fear and tremble. Remember, I said that? <laughs> this deliverance did not just only affect the demons alone, not only affected that man, nor it affected the demons, but the people who were in ownership of those pigs. The pigs, all of the Bible says that all of the pigs fell down. There was a sleep. There was a steep, rather. And they fell down, all of them. They came crushing down into the sea, and they all drowned. Can you imagine this? They all drowned. Not one of them survived. Not one of them survived. This, 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 this is, this is now going to affect the people now, the herdsmen. The herdsmen now, whatever salary, whatever money, whatever profit, whatever business that now that is going to be relevant to them now, whoever, they're going to see this as whoever did this now is a threat to our region. Rather than seeing this in a positive light, is now going to turn out into a negative light. You're going to see more of this following this verse. Verse 34, when the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled. And told it in the city and in the country. They had told us after. The, 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 we don't even know how much pigs. Their business. Woo. 
You see, this is this is this is very important. I want you to get this. Get this very carefully. The deliverance that this man encountered affected someone else's business. This man is trying to fend for his pigs. Probably, who knows? Maybe they're trying to you. Who knows for food-related activities or whatever, whatever, so forth. That man had a duty. And now the duty in which that man had now is stricken from him because now there is no pigs. Where is he going to get all these pigs now? The man has no pigs. The man has no pigs. It just happens to have happened that nearby where all of this was taking place, where Jesus encountered the, the demoniac man, there was a herd of pigs. If it wasn't for the herd of pigs, where would those demons have gone to? Keep that, keep that. Let that be a food for thought for a minute. If there was never a herd of pigs nearby, this whole same interaction where Jesus had with a demoniac man himself, the demons would have just gone straight to the abyss, regardless. But instead, they were headed to the sea. They were headed to the sea. They headed right back to the sea. And they couldn't enter. And they need, and but the thing is about with demons is this, they need a host to operate. They can't operate on their own. They need a host. They need some, they need something. Human, animal, beast, who knows? Anything. They need a physical entity. To work through. That's why they could work through all of this to the, the man himself. We don't know what occurred in his life or what happened in his life that made those demons to come into. We do not know. Maybe he was into the occult. Maybe he was into witchcraft. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. It's all open for all in interpretations. But that excluding, but that including that the business of those who were in the region were affected by what was going on. And the Bible said that they told other people, they told this, they told this to other people in the whole village, in the whole city. They told everybody into the surrounding. This is affecting one person. This this affected a herdman. They didn't even say one person. They actually said like herdman, herdman. Who knows? Maybe five, six, two, three. Who knows how many herdmen were there? But the fact that the following verse, they told it, they fled to the city, they had so much influence. Ooh. They had so much influence behind the people. And he told them about the whole situation that his pigs have just suddenly just, just fell. What had happened? They fled and told it in the city. Now, I think also, also bear in mind, I believe the herd man, when he saw that his pigs, remember, remember, remember I said before that this place, the, where, the, where the miracle, let me say miracle, where the deliverance rather, every word for it, where the deliverance had occurred was somewhere nearby where the, where, 
the herd man and his pigs were. It has to be somewhere nearby. So for it to be, for, for, the, for, the, for the herd man to see what is going on, he would have to turn his gaze and look around to see if there's some other influence, if there's some other force forces that is behind this 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 unknown motive, this unknown uh, uh thing that is happening. He has to check and look around his whole surroundings, and he probably would have seen the man who has been with demons for a very long time recovered. And he would have seen Jesus. But the thing that, that has captured me the most is the influence that this her, that these permanent had in the hometown, in the whole city, and the whole community. That he could rally up thousands and thousands of people to come up to, to, to find out what was going on. This man has such an influence. In verse, verse 35, this is what it says. Then the people went out. The people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and found a man in whom the demon had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Wow. How, 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 how unimaginable this is. Something to rejoice at is now look with fear. Who is this man in my house? Who is this man? Our own business has been ruined. Our whole family. This man might have, who knows, maybe his family and his family. This might have been a generational uh, business that he even had been taking care of pigs. He might have made a profit. Who knows how much profit or money he must have made. But now all of that went down the drain because someone, Jesus came the Bible says Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that was the mo and that was what Jesus came at that very instant to do. He came to seek. He seeked out through the Sea of Galilee. And he went to save that demonic man who was lost, spiritually lost, deeply lost. And Jesus came to set that man free from those thousands of legion demons that were inside of him. And then you have the reaction of the people acting in total fear, acting in total panic and pandemonium, not knowing that they should be rejoicing. They should be glorifying God that this man, whom they themselves can bear testimony and record to, whom they thought by human intelligence, human achievements, they could chain up, they could shackle, is been set free by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords himself. They acted out of fear and they begged Jesus in the following verse to flee from them. They didn't, they want nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. And I pray this right now, as we conclude our message, that this may not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. This may not be your portion. You will not be like those people who would, 
who would who would push Jesus off the edge and make him leave, or be like those people when he was preaching in Nazareth to push him off the edge. That you will welcome Jesus with open arms, that you would you will gladly accept the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to sit at your table. This is this is a powerful verse, and and this and and, and we're gonna go. We're gonna end it. We'll include it right here. Let's go to uh, 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 thirty-eight. The man whom the demon had gone begged that he might be with him, and Jesus said to him, saying, "Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you." And he sent, and he and he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the most amazing testimony. The amazing thing. At this time, the Holy Spirit was not even around. Just a simple story, just a simple testimony, just a simple narrative story of what Jesus has done for you is enough for that people can see and change. This man did not care who would listen to him. This man did not care who would believe his story. This man did not care how he sounded in public, how he addressed himself. He only had one goal from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords himself. And he said, just go home and tell how much God has done for you. And my friend, it could be that simple if you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe in your heart, accept him, believe and confess him that you are a sinner, that you need a Savior, and you believe and you hope at that the blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross of Calvary is enough for you to be set free and set free from your sins. And if you truly repent from your wicked ways and you turn to God and you wholly cling Holy, cling unto him as your sovereign creator, Lord and master and redeemer, Alpha and Omega. God, could, God will change your perspective on how you view life before. And he will set your gaze focusing on him and his kingdom alone. And he will change you from the inside out. Those natures of sin and which you had, he will turn it around and you will have a godly nature. As Colossians chapter three talked about, that we should we will have a new nature, our new a new set of our, our 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 godly nature. We will not be so much thinking about worldly things that we used to do before, but we will have a new nature, a new desire, a new a new a new a new a new perspective on what life is, because now we are all we are now we our life. Is clinging wholly, are clinging wholefully, hopefully, and joyously in the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would be blessed by this message today. And we're going to close this in prayer. And and I just want to, if you have any prayer requests or anything, uh, you can put it down in the comment section below, or um. Anything in mind, if you want prayer or you want to know more about Jesus Christ, we're going to spend more time and talk about him. We're going to spend more time and grow more closer to him. Next week, Friday, we're going to continue. We're going to do another series. I haven't really planned out the topic yet, but I'll post it on the story here on uh, 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 YouTube. And then I'll probably put, put more on TikTok and, and, and other social media um, uh, sites as well. But if you're blessed by this, share this to many people. 
We pray that God will bless you. And let's just pray. Let's just close this all in prayer. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness. You use this demon-possessed man to tell us a grand and great story through the Gospels that we cannot do things on our own, Lord. We fail many times. I am a testimony. How many times have I thought that I could do things on myself, on my own, and I have failed because I be I forgot to think about you, Lord God. I forgot I, I put you in a jar. How many of us, Lord God, think about we let us look let us look deep into ourselves. Let us be true and honest with ourselves. We are there are many times in our life when we put you in a jar and we avoid you. And the only time that we bring you out is only when we see fit that you are necessary. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Let us make use of you, Lord God. Let us let us hold on to you clingfully and allow you to work in our lives mightily as you did in this life, Lord God. Deliver us, Lord, from evil, Lord God. Set us free, Lord God. Have your way in our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. And through our testimony, through our stories, Lord God, let our stories, just how this man said his story, let it change our lives and let it be a testimony of your goodness and your glory and your faithfulness throughout all generations to those who would hear us, O oh God, and that they may see the love of God that which we speak of, that our lives will be a testimony of who you truly are in our lives. We ask this and we pray for this in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We thank you guys for joining with us today, Lord God. We thank you guys. We thank you guys for, for, for joining us today. And we pray, Lord, and we pray that you will be blessed today, and we pray that you have an awesome day. So we thank you guys for what you, uh, for 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 just spending time and just and just and just being moved and being quickened to hear the truth of God's word today. We thank you guys. Continue to like and share this program so that we can continue to spread this message throughout all means and social media, and we can continue to do what we're doing here. We thank you guys today. Have an awesome day, Lord. Have an awesome day, guys. God bless you guys. Have an awesome week through God's power, through God's love. Walk with faithfulness. Walk with truth. Walk with the glory of God in your hands. Walk with the glory of God shining through your life. Lord. Let your let your testimony, let your let your light, let your life be a light of God. Continue to walk in holiness, in godliness, in purity and being steadfast to the truth of God's holy word. God bless you guys. Have an awesome day.